Hey, welcome to the show. Dave here. Chad, how's it going? Chandler is back again. What's up, Dave? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, feeling good about the show Chad went to last night, our local uh, prestige wrestling. Uh, gotta love it. I know you have. Yeah, prestige. Prestige. <laughs> you guys want to uh, talk about it at all? Or? Uh, yeah, I might just touch, touch on it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know you haven't been to a prestige show yet, Chandler, but that will change uh, at the show on January 5th. Yeah, uh, we're going to so. get a few tickets for that. Uh, yeah, it was cool. We had uh, <laughs> Alan Angels, formerly of the Dark Order. Alan, uh, asshole. Yep. There are many, many Alan asshole chants for the night. Uh, you familiar with Alan Angels, Chandler? No, I've never heard yeah. of him. He he was kind of a lower card guy on uh, AEW in the Dark Order, which really hasn't been featured at all since you've been watching. Nope. Uh, That's not uh, Hangman's old group, right? Or it is? He was friendly well, with them. Okay. So uh, in association with, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess they had uh, Amira, which funny back in the day, a few years ago, she was actually part of the ring crew, I believe. Uh, now she graduated from, I think, the Portland Wrestling School. Uh, yeah, re really great. Uh, she... Put on a great show, lots of improvement. Uh, probably my favorite independent female wrestler right now. Uh, and the her opponent was pretty good too, uh, from Canada, right, Chad? Yeah, yeah. Good old Rose. I think I, I think I got a I heard a point at me too. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else did we have. Um, uh, Jaden, I can't forget Jaden. He uh, was probably one of my favorite uh, male wrestlers in that promotion. Uh, I don't know if you remember Chandler, uh, the guy that Matt took a picture with outside yeah. the in the hallway at mm -hmm. Dynamite. That was yeah. him. That's awesome uh, that you guys could actually... see him wrestle like a week later. Not even a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely cool. Uh, prestige is pretty neat to have around as like a local promotion that we can all enjoy. Me and Chad, we're definitely thinking we want to get up and check out a Defy show for sure. I don't know a whole lot about what they have going on. They're only in Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah, Spirit Results Stomping Grounds. So, um, yeah, a lot of talent goes through Defy. Uh, Nick Wayne, Darby, Duke. right? Yeah, Darby, Nick Wayne. Uh, yeah, anybody that wrestled in Pacific Northwest has probably been through Defy. Yeah, but uh, great experience. Uh, the crowd is like kind of like a family. Like our buddy uh, that we went with, like he walks in, he's been going to him for quite a while, and he would go to shows that I couldn't make, and he's like starting to like know people and pick them out, and, you know, like. You walk in the room like, oh, hey, you know, yeah. I know Nick, you. He, he has heat uh, with uh, one of the tag teams, which is pretty funny. 
That's awesome. Uh, I remember at Dynamite. And their name was, is. Or I was just going to say at Dynamite, he was recognizing some people in the crowd. Like, oh, that guy was going to Prestige. That guy goes to a lot of Prestige shows. Really know each other well, huh? Yeah. A tight-knit community. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, going to check that out. should be really fun. Um, all right, yeah. I guess we'll get right into the Collision Review. This is uh, 11-11, 2023 in Oakland, California. We had another uh, lovely cold open, which I'm really enjoying. I like that whole format, the way they do that production of it. We get a few words from Darby, Adam Copeland, Sting. Uh, we get The Righteous with Jake the Snake and... Lance Archer, we get LFI, Don Callis, Will Hobbs, Garcia, uh, Daniel Garcia, Andrade. Quite a crowded cold open, I will have to say. I still love it. Uh, maybe they could have uh, taken a couple people out of there. But yeah, we got uh, Garcia calling out Andrade. Andrade. Let's us know that we will find out his answer to CJ Perry imminently. We get the intro. Out comes Andrade El Idolo, accompanied by CJ Perry. He made his choice. Uh, she'll be his manager, it appears. Uh, how do you feel about that, Chandler? Fine. Uh, interested in where it goes. Um, we got to see Miro a couple times throughout the match backstage watching it so he's taking notes of what's going on as we are uh but personally this is still only step one in a story that's going forward what about you chad what do you think um yeah i think i think the uh the feud that's going to come out of this is going to rule because uh i think it's going to be miro's like first real meaty feud and same with andrade since they kind of both came back for collision uh and they're both people that uh i don't know myself and most of the crowd i feel like is really chomping at the bit to see uh wreck some fools and hopefully each other uh how about you dave you getting kind of excited for this yeah definitely uh we're definitely building towards miro andrade i mean who wouldn't want that uh, absolutely gonna be a banger uh but yeah a couple uh Cool moments from the match. We got Garcia trying to dance, but Friday stops him. At one point, Garcia walks away from Andrade. Uh, when Andrade goes for the moonsault to the outside, we get a beautiful crossbody to Garcia for a two count from Andrade. We get Daniel Garcia dancing for CJ Perry. I couldn't tell if she was impressed or not. She did it back. <laughs> she tried to he... dance back. Yeah. I think she liked it. Maybe she'll manage him oh. next. Who knows? Yeah. I, uh, I'm intrigued by her little, uh, games he's playing. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's a cool character being performed right now. Uh, we got, a nice ankle lock applied to Andrade by Dan Garcia. Andrade breaks free and hits two dragon screw leg whips in a row to Garcia. 
Uh, looks like he's definitely going for the legs and the knees of Garcia. Uh, we get a big double knee to Garcia in the turnbuckle for a two count. We get Garcia going for three amigos, and we get some uh, Eddie chants. Uh, R.I.P. Guerrero. Um, I think that was. We get uh, a. We just passed the anniversary of it. Eighteen years ago, I think yesterday or day before. So. Oh wow! Wow. Crazy. Sorry to interject, um, but it was. I think it was timely. So. Cool. Good for them throwing it in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get Andrade hitting his uh, double flip moonsault on uh, Garcia. That was the first uh, time I saw that spot. I was like, what the hell is this man doing? I thought it was like crazy. I guess it's a, a spot, but holy shit. It's Andrade kid, huh? Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how he doesn't blow his knees out every time he does it. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Let's see. We get Andrade faking a pump kick and hit Garcia with a spinning back elbow. Gets Garcia in the figure four leg lock for the win. Uh, gotta love the figure four. I'm surprised he didn't uh, arch up for the figure eight. Uh, he, he usually does that. He did, though. Or did yeah, he? he? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, he held right. the figure Almost figure four that. for a while, then he kind of bridged up to it after like it was like the seconds. second he bridged Daniel Tapp, so it wasn't around for long. I was uh definitely preoccupied with uh CJ Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh great match. And then we've got Miro looking on backstage on the monitor, and he smiles. Uh, yeah, again, we're, we're getting that and, uh, Ooh, could it be at full gear? Could they build that so soon? Uh, I'm thinking world's end. I think they're gonna, they need a slower build for that. Yeah. Miro hasn't been around at all. Really? I mean, this is the first time he's been back since the last goober. Oh no, it was not Ryan Nemeth. That was the last time we saw Miro at all. So I think probably world's end maybe mira will be in that certain continental classic that tony khan announced but that's getting ahead of ourselves yeah yeah we'll definitely get to that uh next up we get a recap of uh kind of how they claimed got taken out backstage by an unknown group led by the devil who we also do not know who that is uh, then they show Samoa Joe rubbing it in MJF's face that he has no friends. Uh, yeah, cool little recap. After that, we've got Nick Wayne versus Dalton Castle, uh, one of my top new favorite wrestlers. Uh, the image, the kind of the comedic value of Dalton Castle, the boys are hilarious. Uh, the feeding them, uh, all that, like the, the freaking the cape with the, the <laughs> every part of that. The presentation's funny, good, and he can go too, like he can wrestle. Yeah, um, goofy wrestling shit at its best. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love when he yeah. I love his rants at the beginning of his matches when he's coming out. He was like, I went to the zoo, I was talking to a gorilla, and he was like, You're a peacock. And I was like, Stop your tomfoolery. I just I love Dalton Castle so much. And like you said, the boys. I every time he feeds the boys, I write it down in my notes. Even if I don't bring it up, he's feeding the boys. All I care about. <laughs> I mean, you gotta keep your boys fed. Yeah. It's important. Exactly. I also uh, wrote oh, down no. we're gonna be hearing about Owen a lot, huh? Because they, I'm I'm already kind of getting tired of hearing about it because I think they're really wanting to sell it out and I think they're a little shaky on it. And I think they mentioned it like three or four times, and I was like, I get it. It's big. It's also like a year away. WWE just doesn't talk about WrestleMania, no, like at all times they'll, they'll do it when we get like a couple months away but we're not we're still not on the road to wrestlemania we're yeah. closer to mania than we are all in yeah i think um what what happened with grand slam because the first year they had like really crazy ticket sales and the second it was like what a like really big drop off so i think that he's just trying to prevent that from happening and keep that momentum like 80,000 people at once. And then if they dropped like 40,000 the next time, it'd probably be a pretty big letdown. So yeah, like he just uh, trying to get some momentum going to not have a, have a similar thing happen. I get that ticket sales are going up in like a week or so. So he's probably drumming it up for that. And then when we get to like world's end and revolution next year, he'll probably stop talking about it. Makes yeah. sense. I mean, I would imagine they're going to get a good chunk of, maybe you know the american audience who are like wow i have plenty of time to make this happen and i think they're gonna get a good ticket sale boost from from all that i think it's idea. um people have a lot more time to commit you know you know they can probably get a passport you know done and in their hand you know from now until then no problem so then yeah i think sense. it'll work but as someone who's not planning on going to All In this year, I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. But that all makes sense. It's giving ample people plenty amount of time to get passports or preparation for travel. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but back into the Nick Queen and Dalton Castle match, uh, we get a cool spot where we get Dalton Castle hitting consecutive gut wrench backbreakers into a gut wrench suplex. Uh, yeah, pretty brutal move. Uh, Dalton Castle looking good. We get Nick Wayne uh, flexes while his fit is on Dalton Castle's neck. Uh, little heel tactic there. Uh, getting that heat. Uh, we get a mean lariat to Nick Wayne and two suplexes from Dalton Castle. We get a release German suplex to Nick Wayne. Uh, we get Luchasaurus tries to climb in the ring and the boys grab him only to get simultaneously choke slammed onto the floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're no match for Luchasaurus. Uh, Christian Cage distracts Dalton Castle briefly. Uh, just enough for Nick Wayne to hit Wayne's world for it. And then we get a cute, endearing moment with uh, Christian Hay uh, Christian Cage holding Nick Wayne to his bosom. Uh, <laughs> Father of the year. Mm -hmm. 
I thought that was a, a, a great touch. Uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I want a dastardly heel Dalton Castle. Give me that sometime down the pipeline. I think he could pull that off. Uh, That's bold. Put him in like the bullet club. Put him in the bullet club or something. You have to like bullet club gold. You'd have to kill the boys to get anyone to believe that he's evil because he's so goofy. He, but he needs so- to turn on him. I, I don't want to see it. I want to see Dalton Castle and the boys for the rest of my life. I want to see Dalton Castle. I say Swerve's the next AEW world champion. Dalton Castle's the next AEW world champion. He's got the faction. He's got the look. He's got the talent. Um, but I I speaking of the match, it was a fun match. Um, you guys heard the new name for Christian's group? No. It's the Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Okay, that's actually pretty dope. So I, I'm already like this group. I loving them. And if you like thinking about it, thinking about the match coming at full gear, this is going to be the first time we see them in trios action. This new group. I mean, they've been around for a month, but it's still the first time. So kudos to them to actually holding it back and having us wait. I'm like, I'm getting really excited for the match. How are you guys feeling about the match at full gear? Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm stoked for it. Um, yeah, this week's uh, main event too. Kind of really, uh, I like the little mini story they told. Uh, sort of, kind of get you ready for it. Uh, I think it's gonna be a banger. Might be uh, one of like the uh, the sneaky uh, match of the night contender. Uh, I, I think. I think everybody's storytelling capabilities in the, the in, involved in this feud is second to none, and. Um, you know, even with a lot of like more aged veterans who maybe can't quite do some of the same stuff as the younger guys, I think they more than make up for and just experience the storytelling abilities. Uh, how about you, Dave? You know, when I was kind of writing down my predictions for full gear and really thinking about each match, like there's no match on there that I'm like, eh, like they all have meaning. They all have been for story to to let them play out uh yeah i don't think anything's really thrown together or last minute which uh you know had been a complaint from people about some aew pay-per-views you know it's always people bitch about the build to their pay-per-views but the way they deliver them totally eclipses how the build was laid out oh yeah they're, they're so. in ring is second to nothing like once you get them into the ring it's like oh who cares uh it's you know you're in for a good show uh but there is something to be said for a really good build too because now all of a sudden you're emotionally invested so um you know once he once he put both those things together like that's that's when AEW's like at its best and when AEW's at its best i think it's second to none I would agree with that. I mean, with the matches themselves, I think there's going to be a lot of like emotionally resonant moments. Like that's a WWE thing is thinking about the moments, but I can think I can see a whole lot of moments coming from this show as well as excellent matches. And I mean, every single one of these has been built up for at least a month or so, maybe less so the tag title match, but that's still been a couple weeks. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
whole 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 lot. What uh what came next from our uh our collision program? Next up we've got a backstage pre-recorded hangman Adam Page promo. Um couple things that stood out to me. Uh hangman says to swerve, this is the biggest mistake of your life. Um when you walked through the threshold of my house, you walked into hell. Take some time, walk around your house, look at every photo on the wall, look at all the pictures of your mom, your dad, your family, your kids, and know that you're <laughs> you're not going to be around for any funerals, weddings, at least not talk or talk uh, at full gear. I'll take you to the bottom of the abyss and leave you in the fire in eternity. <laughs> uh, pretty weighty words. Uh, glad to finally portraying Hangman as unhinged, ready for revenge. Um, yeah, and he reveals it's going to be a Texas death match. Uh, yeah. We uh, we were kind of talking about that last episode. If they were, were going to put stipulations on it or not. Uh, yeah, I think that's a cool cool move on that. Then we get the cage uh, for what I think will be the rubber match. I think Hangman is uh, taking this one. But uh, yeah, should be a fun match. Uh, what do you think about it, Chad? Oh, it was great. Um, I thought it was the best uh, Adam Page promo we've had in quite some time. He's passionate. I actually felt like it felt like he was in the moment. He was convicted. Uh, I just wish it was a little closer to the break in personally. Uh, I don't know. It's just maybe a minor quibble, but uh, what's it been like two weeks? Hmm. Give or take, yeah. I, I, I feel I feel like it'd be a little more impactful if it was closer to the to the break in, because like what's he just he just been kind of pacing in the back with a chair in his hand the whole time, <laughs> uh, and yeah, the the Texas Death Match that hadn't even occurred to me, but like he had a banger with Mox at uh, Revolution, and um, I think I think it's probably the perfect stipulation for both these guys because. Hangman's proven himself. He can uh, he can do a Texas death match uh, and kind of blow your mind. And I think Swerve with his creativity and physicality, uh, yeah, I think I think th I think that's going to be one hell of a good match. So I don't. I'm just I'm happy to see this feud really heating up now uh, from both sides. So uh, I don't know. Um, how about you, Chandler? Oh, I'm excited. I mean. Loving this Swerve Page feud so far. I think this will be my first ever Texas Death Match, so can't wait for that. Uh, I'm still surprised they're doing a stipulation for the second match, but I'm all for it. And then for uh, Hanger's promo, oof, I I think before this, I still just wasn't really taking him serious as like a like a credible threat, like just because of his time with the Elite. And when I first started watching AEW, I was just like. Oh, we're going to hold him and you're going to hit a shooting star press. And like, it's impressive to watch, but you're not intimidating because you're just doing flips. So now you see this hangman. And I love the end of this promo where it was something about every November, I'm going to take my son to your grave and I'm going to let him piss on it. And it's just going to say, swerve what could have been. And I'm like, whoo, 
I believe you. Like with the Moxley promo last week, I believe what you're saying with this. So I'm all for this match. I thought this was an incredible promo from Hangman. So yeah. Yeah, I hope we get the the same Hangman that we got in the, his little Moxley feud. Uh, he brings that intensity. Because uh, were you watching when he had his feud with Moxley Chandler? No, I think that was uh, at the beginning of this year, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. that being a big deal because beating Moxley in a death match. I mean, not everyone does that. No, and it was like it started with an accidental concussion. Uh, Moxley hit Hangman uh, with a lariat, turned him inside out. Oh, and yeah, then, I saw and that. it yeah. was, Ooh. and then the rest of the feud was all about just landing knockout shots. It was like kind of uncomfortable for some of it. Like for a guy that loves that stuff, and I like every now and then I'm like, oh my god, like this is this is a freaking car wreck, mm-hmm. uh, in all the best of ways. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we're in for a real treat. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, we uh, we have uh, King Kong Lariat that hit so hard it <laughs> gave a concussion uh yeah that was uh nuts and uh chandler you mean to tell me you've never seen a texas death match in wwe well i have they haven't done one since like maybe 2002 and i just haven't gone back and watched them so they have they don't do yeah. them they don't bleed anymore yeah <laughs> Yeah, like that was it. my sarcasm. The only one who gets to, oh, <laughs> only one who gets to bleed is Brock Lesnar, and that's when he charges at the fucking ring post full force. And that's Brock Lesnar. Are you gonna tell him not to bleed? I yeah. won't. Yeah, or make somebody bleed. Yeah, <laughs> Randy Orton. Ooh. Yeah, should be a incredible Texas Death Match. Uh, looking looking forward to it. Next up, we've got Roosh and Dralistico versus Workhorsemen, which I guess they're trying to get them a little more exposure. Uh, I think that was a little embarrassing uh, a few weeks back when uh, they were well, revealed as FTR's opponents, and the entire arena was like, Who are you? Who are you? Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, pretty embarrassing i felt bad for him but uh yeah this was the kind of match that i expected with push uh he's the most violent hard-hitting believable wrestler i'm watching today on television uh yeah i wrote down here <laughs> workhorsemen are gonna get hurt <laughs> um yeah, looks like Jalistico and Anthony Henry started out the match. It was a pretty competitive back and forth uh, to get going. Eventually, Roosh tags in, and with a chop exchange, Roosh gives J.D. Drake a shotgun drop kick and turns around and spits on Anthony Henry. Uh, we come back from commercial to Roosh kicking J.D. Drake in the face in the corner. Uh, pretty brutal. We get JD Drake missing a, a moonsault to Drillistico. Drillistico dives onto Henry on the outside. We get Roosh hitting the bull's horns to Drake for the win. Uh, 
Yep, I didn't really expect a different outcome. Uh, yeah, what do you think of uh, Roosh's hard-hitting style, Chad? Yeah, in my notes, I uh, actually wrote, Roosh does everything as if he was cranked all the way up to 11. A uh, little uh, old, old uh, Spinal Tap reference for you. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, he's incredible to watch, and he doesn't have a low gear. It's uh, It's so fun to watch um and his like his moves he does are so cool uh it's like kind of lucha kind of strong style uh he's he's truly one of a kind i think um uh, i also thought it was pretty good to, i was glad that the the workhorsemen weren't a total squash match they got to get some of their shit in because they're actually a very good tag team uh i've been deep diving into some dpw recently and they're on there quite a bit and uh they're very good so it's pretty cool to see them actually uh not get squashed uh i know what do you think of the match chandler uh i thought it was entertaining it was odd for me i was like you see a job or entrance you're like oh it's gonna be a quick match and so i thought it would be like a quick squash match but no it was fairly competitive uh, I liked the opening or like early onset of the match where Jarlis Deco was exchanging chops with, uh, I want to say Drake of the Workhorsemen, the bigger one. Uh, and then Jarlis Deco was taking a bit of damage and wasn't doing much to Drake. And then Jarlis Deco tapped in Roosh and Roosh didn't, wasn't phased by Drake's chops at all and was chopping him down with his own. So I really liked that comparison. Uh, for me, it just felt like, Roosh was the star of this show, and they're kind of building all of this around him. Uh, it's odd that he's in the tag title scene, but maybe everything else is just a little too crowded at the point. Don't really know where to insert him. So as long as he's in a championship match at any, any stage, I think that's fine because he's incredible. Uh, his little spot, I think they did it in picture in picture this week, but where he takes them all around the outside of the ring, runs them into each barricade. Just a fun spot. It's He's insane. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you excited for the tag match this uh, week? Yeah, this Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad we get Roosh on our pay-per-view. I mean, who's going to argue with that? Uh, I know people were, like, clamoring for him to come back up until he when he actually returned. He had a few uh, kind of teaser vignettes that they would air leading up to him, him actually coming back. But, uh, yeah, the crowd, I remember in Seattle, like, there were some signs, you know, we want Roosh. Uh, yeah, it's good to have him back. Um I believe there was some controversy a few months ago with a match with him and Jungle Boy before Jungle Jungle Boy turned heel. Uh, I think he was a little too stiff with him or something, or something happened along that that line, and he was just wasn't on TV for a while. Like I don't know for punishment or you know to learn learn his lesson, but yeah, like I think they need to have him on every week. And he was the Ring of Honor world champion maybe a year and a half ago uh, for quite a while, I believe. And I can see him maybe winning the AEW championship within two years. For sure. That would be impressive if they want to put it on a young up-and-comers. Roosh would be a good one. He'd have 
excellent matches at the top of the card. I think that's what's really promising about AEW right now is they have a lot of good up-and-coming stars that you could put that title on. You have Roosh, you have Swerve, uh, maybe not right now, but Miro and Andrade aren't too far away from that. So I future's relatively bright for AEW at this point. Yeah, and I think they got a good mix. Like They've been bringing in some veterans to really kind of help turn those guys who are already excellent and give them those those extra ingredients to turn them from stars to superstars, which I think, uh, like you said, I'm really interested to see this promotion two, three, four years from now. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll still be talking about it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Probably will. <laughs> um all right let's see next up oh yeah so after the match we get house of black appearing on the screen uh we get malachi black saying how about we obtain the one thing you desire most in this company and you chase us then we get brody king the enemy of our enemy is also our enemy at full gear the kings of the black throne are coming for the AEW tag team championships then we get julia hart willow sky you keep rejecting my gift and statland keeps interjecting herself into my business if i beat willow tonight give me a rematch at full gear um awesome uh we're getting two women's matches on a pay-per-view for the first time ever. Um, dude, the w- women's division is on fucking fire right now. Like, comparatively yeah. speaking. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots going on. Uh, lots of storylines. It's And I I think this is an excellent use of, the, of a faction, how it's them against everyone. Like, we're not making alliances, men, women don't care we're gonna mess everybody up uh we're gonna yeah like i love that whole you know the enemy of my enemy is actually not my friend they're also my enemy mm-hmm. uh uh i was like hell yeah you guys are beasts and um like i i hope they can just keep up this thing and i also kind of like that they um had a more literal promo sometimes they get a little too spooky too much metaphors and you're like what the hell is he talking about this was good and direct and to the point yeah i like the idea of having multiple house of black members and multiple multi-person matches at full gear and that may or may not have something to do with my predictions which we may or may not be doing after this who knows but uh what happened uh what happened after this house of black segment uh i do have to add though i felt a little bad for buddy matthews oh yeah (laughs) he doesn't have anything to do right now uh, but, throw, uh throw him in the match with jay white and mgf who cares at this point make it a triple threat everyone wins yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah after that we've get uh we've got a backstage segment with lexi nair with chris statlander and willow nightingale uh lexi nair wants to know what statlander thinks of the tbs title picture Statlander thinks Willow deserves the title shot and she won't comment on Sky Blue. So, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens later on in the episode. <laughs> and yeah. 
Did uh, yeah. did Statlander forget the name of the title she's carrying? By the way, she, I don't know. She, she did. Seemed, she seemed super wooden in that segment. Like I haven't heard her do many promos before, but she just like stumbling over her words. She didn't really know what to say. I was like, Ugh, is she all right? Like, was she the right choice for this? Well, uh, I think you know that might be changing soon. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, let's take a quick moment to uh, remind our audience to like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff you do on YouTube. It'll help out our channel, get our uh, message out there. Uh, hell, you guys might think we're kind of fun to listen to. <laughs> uh, spread the word. Uh, and if you hate us, comment on that, too. Tell us we suck. Uh, yeah. Tell us why, though. We'd really love to have the, the opportunity to fix it. Yes. Give us constructive criticism. Ring the bell for all notifications so you know every single time one of our videos uploads. It would really help us out. Uh, yeah. I mean, just as Broderick Strong supports neck health, we support YouTube growth. So hit that like button. No neck November. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Roderick versus Darius Martin. Um, we've got Roderick St Strong being rolled to the ring in a wheelchair and a neck brace by the kingdom. Um, I really like Roderick Strong's metal theme music. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's like almost too cool for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, really like that theme music. Uh, the crowd chants neck strong. Uh, kind of like that. Oh, wait, did we uh, talk he's about over right? Did we talk about him willing himself out of the wheelchair with the kingdom, egging him on? I'm sorry, that was my highlight of the night here. That was so awesome. Roderick Strong just willing himself, willing himself. He's slowly like, I'm eating this up. I don't, I don't know what their what their grand plan is with Roderick Strong. He is fantastic right now. I'm so glad that he's in the ring and he's doing this bullshit. It's so funny. Sorry to interrupt. I had like I had to interject. I couldn't remember if we said that. Oh no, I agree. It's great. And also, uh, I need to buy the I need to buy that merch T-shirt to continue my line of um, Wiener related uh, wrestling merch T-shirts. Punch him in the Wiener, then hit wiener him with punch. a pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's that'll go, awesome. That'll go nicely with my uh, redeemed these nuts T-shirt. Yep, yep, that would fit. Uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm really liking the uh, little taste of the real Roddy Strong. Uh, we get a half Nelson backbreaker to Darius Martin, loud chops to Darius, and then another backbreaker. In quick succession, uh, Roderick Strong can go. Um, I think we kind of touched on that uh, either last episode or the one before that. Like he was gonna show us, you know, who he really is. Damn, yeah, he really, uh, really uh, showed up on that. Uh, at one point, Darius Martin uh, runs up the turnbuckle uh, into a Pele kick to Roderick Strong, uh, beautifully done. Uh, we get a sick kick to Darius 
Martin from Roderick Strong. We get Roddy hit, hitting the end of heartache for the win. Uh, yeah, really, really great match. He kind of squashed Darius, like, in a way. Like, yeah, that was really quick, really, uh, really concise. Then we get the kingdom putting the neck brace back on Roddy. He gets back in the wheelchair. <laughs> the kingdom lay out Darius Martin with a wiener punch. And <laughs> Action Andretti comes out to help. Uh, but he gets there too late. Yeah, uh, give me more Roderick Strong. Uh, the whole gimmick, the wheelchair, everything's great. Uh, what do you think of the uh, wiener punch, Chandler? I I think it's funny. My I, there was another part in the match where uh, Darius Martin was in the corner and Roderick Strong was standing up and beating him down, and he's just hollering. He's going Adam, Adam. So it doesn't even have to be Adams somewhere in the room or on call or whatever. He's just yelling. He's just yelling for Adam whenever he feels like. So this Roderick Strong Kingdom connection, I'm loving it. I'm I I'm all here. I'm all for it. What did you think, Chad? Oh, yeah. This this is so entertaining. And they ride such a great line of goofy wrestling shit and, like, drama and serious from times. Like, it's, like, they're doing such a good job of keeping me engaged. Uh, like, uh, I'm, it's quickly becoming probably my favorite feud right now. Although, I think I'd actually kind of love to see... Uh, Roddy and the Kingdom feud against uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. That would be pretty amazing. It'd be inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to prevent him from feeding the boys and stuff. I think that'd be great. You couldn't do that. <laughs> Not my boys. <laughs> Not my boys. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, very very fun stuff uh everything roddy's doing right now um again i don't know anything about his work in nxt or wwe but what i'm seeing right now he can do the comedy he can do the badass brutal ring assassin thing too like yeah all around great um yeah yeah uh, next up, we get a weird little uh, impromptu uh, Tony Khan announcement, I guess we could classify it. Apparently, um, this isn't a big announcement, but all-in tickets for sale in a month is like, okay, Tony, whatever you say, honey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he uh, overcompensated for being dogged on how he handled the last big announcement <laughs> so he just didn't but this one announce is. an announcement this one is though <laughs> yeah yeah if he flipped those two man he'd, he'd be everybody would be like oh yeah go tony you did good uh but and he didn't <laughs> sorry to spoil brian danielson back early from injury like that is also a big announcement yeah john cena Too levels big. of healing yeah sorry I, i'm a little like What's up, Tony? What's up? Uh, yeah, we get uh, revealed that not only will Brian Danielson be competing at All In 2024, but he will be the first participant in the 
brand new AEW Continental Classic Round Robin Tournament kicking off November 22nd in Chicago. Uh, Yeah, that's a big fucking deal. That's basically G1 Climax, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a round robin style, not a single elimination. So I think creatively that gives them some lot more interesting stories to tell because um like a top guy can lose in the first round and still have a path to win the thing. Uh so yeah, no, it's um I I if he does this correctly, this could uh easily be right up there with the G1 for sure. Uh Chandler I'm excited for it. I mean, a lot of people are saying this is just Tony Khan made a G1 for Brian Danielson because he missed out on the G1. And it's like, who cares? If this is like a big thing that AEW does going forward, who cares? G1s are cool. I've never watched it, but the idea of a 12-man round robin tournament of some of your biggest talent, I mean, the problem with this is that there's too many big names to put in here. Like, like god kenny omega even jericho would be fun anyone from the callus family you could throw in tag teams like ftr split them up you could throw in bits of house of black in there you could throw in christian or edge or sting or my gosh mjf the bullet club gold paul white rick flair rick flair He's got he's gonna win it. That's gonna be Rick Ware versus Brian Danielson, who can fall apart the most. But I I'm excited for this. Uh minus Tony Khan aside, I, I think this will be a good thing. I think this'll it's not like Dynamite and Collision have been bad, but I think if you're ending this MJF Bullet Club Gold story, which has been dominating a lot of dynamite and even some of collision recently, if you're ending that at full gear, you're gonna need something to propel it. Why not just have two nearly 30-minute matches that are going to be bangers every week? Now, not it's not going to be every match, but I think that'll be a lot of matches, considering at least Brian Danielson is in it. Are we going to have to watch Rampage now? Anyone going to watch Rampage for the matches? I, uh, I'll probably just have to ask Dave what happened. I mean, Rampage is never not good. Like, it's, yeah, I regret yeah, I just... watching it when I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was watching them faithful for quite, quite, quite a while, but I just, I'm, I, I, I've got uh, only so many hours in the week right now. Um, but yeah, that should be an amazing tournament. Um, I think more than maybe the winner in the tournament itself, I might be looking forward to what feuds can come out of it. Uh, the possibilities are endless. I mean, we don't have. Uh, is it 12, 12 people confirmed mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah, 12 people. Um, yeah, we don't know who those 12 people are yet, but yeah, uh, the direction they can go like with any, any number of those competitors. Yeah. going to be great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving forward. Next up, we've got Julia Hart versus Willow Nightingale. Um, if Julia beats Willow, she will uh, have a title shot for the TBS championship, which uh, this kind of got a little convoluted in my mind at one point. So apparently it's actually going to be the winner of Julia Hard and Willow Nightingale versus the winner. Or no, no, a three 
triple threat match is what we're having. Mm-hmm. So Statlander <laughs> versus the winner of Julia and Willow versus the winner of Sky Blue and Red Velvet. Yeah, is what we're actually getting. Okay, which they didn't really explain well in my mind until I looked later today or earlier today and saw what the match is actually supposed to be. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, really great match. Julia Hart has got a presentation that can't be beat. The freaking goth like House of Black going on willow nightingale's a fan favorite with her bubbly fun demeanor uh we get a really cool uh hair beal to julia hart willow just throws her by her hair across the room we get going for a cannonball and imitates brody king's uh oh 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 grunt (laughs) uh the crowd really liked that we get Julia put in the gory special uh, by Willow. And then we have Sky Blue watching backstage on a monitor. A little later, we got Willow suplexing Julia Hart on the outside. Willow hits a big clothesline to Julia, and then both women are down. The crowd applauding. We get a big spine buster to Julia Hart for a two count. Then Willow goes for a gut wrench power bomb, but her shoulder hurts too bad and can't get her up. Julia does a heartwheel lariat. Then Julia tries to get the heartless lock on Willow, but Willow just stands up (laughs) with Julia Hart locked on her. Willow gives Julia Hart a big pounce across the ring, and we can tell Willow's shoulder is definitely hurting. Willow goes for a cannonball at one point on the outside while Julia Hart is leaning against the steel steps, but Julia Hart moves out of the way with Willow taking all the brunt of that move. We've got Willow doing a half-and-half full Nelson slam to Julia for a two-count. Then Julia ends up hitting her top rope moonsault for the win. Uh, Looks like we're getting Chris Atlander versus Julia Hart versus To Be Determined. Uh, Yeah, they need to push Julia Hart to the moon. I want her to take that entire match at full gear and take the belt. So, yeah, you think of uh, the finish here, Chandler? Uh, I thought it was an interesting finish. I mean, I watched this match and thought Julia Hart was going to win the entire time just because I felt like that was the more interesting story of doing the rematch. It's not like I didn't like Willow. Um, I've become a pretty big fan of her in these last couple of weeks of watching. Uh, like you said, I really liked her matching uh, Brody King's bark. Thought that was pretty freaking cool. Um it just kind of felt like Willow did a lot of the damage and then Julia just hit a moonsault and won. But it was still like an interesting back and forth. There was a really good submission spot early on between Willow and Julia. So I thought it was a fun match. Uh, kind of felt like it could have had a little bit more of a bigger build. Like it could have been a bit more of a bigger deal. But you can't ask for everything. It was still an entertaining match. What did you think, Chad? 
I liked it. Um, some things kind of occurred to me while I was watching this. Uh, first of all, um, yeah, I would have liked to see maybe a little more build for her before she hit the um, hit the moonsault, just to make the wind make a little more sense. Uh, but also, like, she, I know she's kind of billed as the heel in this, but she's not using a whole lot of heel tactics. Like, she's fighting from, uh, she's usually fighting from underneath because she's usually the smaller person, and other than Brody occasionally barking at people, uh, there's like not a, like a lot of um, like distractions. She hasn't really used the mist much. Uh, she's just fighting for the wins, and um, so I, I'm f finding that kind of interesting because, uh, yeah, like I think I think she just got a little more offense off before the uh, her big knockout punch. Uh, she'd go from good to great. Uh, yeah. And, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, even something as simple as misting, having Willow follow over and then hitting the moonsault, I would have bought that 100%. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, a little bit more of a back and forth would have been nice. But I still enjoyed the match. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's like, uh, it's not complaining. It's just constructive criticism. Like, it's a good match. It could have been a great match. Uh, how about you, Dave? Yeah, I mean, Willow is really aggressive, really powerful. Um, but Julia Hart, I believe, uh, needs that push a little more. Um, she'll probably benefit from having a title more than Willow will, uh, storytelling-wise and character-wise. Um, yeah, I don't think Willow needs a title, actually, to be popular over oh my dog <laughs> uh but yeah uh yeah great match uh i do agree julia kind of swooped in uh and won that one but uh how about that spot where willow goes to power bomb julia and she just sits on her butt instead of landing on her back i like but, that yeah i well, like that counter wouldn't that hurt too it was a really cool counter but i was like you think about Hulk Hogan and how much he complains about the leg drop and how much damage that did to him. But that was, I mean, every single match ended with a leg drop. So I think that's the difference. But still, it's like, ooh, was that a counter? Did that hurt you any less? But it was still pretty cool. Um, Yeah, great match. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be Statlander, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue um, at the pay-per-view. But yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure when that match is gonna be with Red Velvet and Sky Blue. I think just uh, Dynamite, possibly Dynamite. That sounds right. Um, yeah, uh, should be uh, cool to watch everything unfold with that. Next up, we've got Lexi Nair backstage with Ricky Starks. Um. Basically, everyone's gunning for their titles all of a sudden. Uh, we get it revealed that we're going to get Roosh and Drillistico versus FTR versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Malachi Black and Brody King at full gear for the AEW tag, tag titles. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be the most thrown together match of all the matches on the pay-per-view but like you said chandler like we still had like some build for this so 
Um, and especially with Malachi Black and Brody King challenging for that belt earlier on in the episode, uh, it definitely fits. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was kind of cool, like seeing Lexi Nair standing next to her husband, like they're married. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Uh, lucky man. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, should be uh, should be fun. Uh, we'll talk about uh, in our prediction video uh when we upload that who i think will win that but yeah should be a great match how do you feel about it chad uh pretty good i think uh ricky and big bill are um getting some really good chemistry together um really fun to watch them on camera and they kind of play off each other pretty nicely so um do i i'll save it for the predictions but um I don't know. I'm kind of torn on whether or not I want Ricky and Bill to keep going uh, for a little while or if they were just tra- transitional ta- uh, champions. But um, I don't know. Kind of enjoying seeing them together. Uh, I guess FTR thought the same thing because they were the ones who recommended the, that they drop it to them. So uh, apparently that wasn't really originally in the plans, which kind of makes sense with that whole weird Bucks storyline and all of a sudden, like what happened to their contendership. But uh yeah, no, I was, it was a good segment. It was brief, but um, I don't know. Let, let them shine a little. Uh, Chandler, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, love seeing Ricky Starks. Uh, love seeing him with the title. I think he's going to lose it. Not going to say who yet because you got to watch the predictions video, but I do think he will lose the title. Um, but I predict he'll have a big part in the Continental Classic. And maybe he won the Owen Hart. Maybe he'll win this. Throwing it out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's fine. Enjoying the House of Black. Yeah, good point. Uh, he could take that whole uh, Continental Classic. Uh, yeah, he probably will play a pretty big role in that. I agree. Um, let's see. Next up, we've got powerhouse Hobbs versus random jobber a uh, quick squash match we get a spine buster into the falling power slam for the win after will Hobbs with the match we've got don callis on the mic tries to make paul white change his mind about teaming up with jericho the uh i call it the video game match uh let's see he says it's not too late to leave jericho hanging tells uh don callis tells will hobbs to attack paul white but uh he really doesn't don callis hold back uh man are they like hiding paul white behind the desk so we can't see his crooked legs like what are we I'm I don't know this isn't full gear but I'm not really looking forward to this match on Dynamite like we're gonna work movie magic to make Paul White look (laughs) good yeah yeah maybe it should be a cinematic match (laughs) yeah I yeah 
I literally I don't have anything to add to this match uh, segment at all. Uh, you have the least interesting part of this entire eight man tag coming up, and like with Jericho tapping out to catch the clean in his home promotion gives me bad omens for this match because everyone's saying like the only thing you do is have powerhouse Hobbs pin and beat Paul White and I'm saying that right now genuinely don't think that's going to happen I think I think the good guys are going to win I think that's an awful decision but I think it's the decision they're going to make yeah yeah AEW very much is um, the the face company like a lot of their feuds end up with the good guy winning. <laughs> Didn't Takeshita pin Kenny Omega twice? Clean. Uh -huh. What was the point of that? Don't know. Where was he even Takeshita and all this? Good point. He can't come out for collision. That's what Kyle Fletcher's for. He can be there. He's <laughs> standing around. Yeah, He's not doing anything. Takeshita looks so cool in his evil villain leather coat. Yeah, but he had to lose. So he's he's busy. <laughs> he had to lose oh. to Jericho. Uh, I can't won? get over that. Who won the DDT match, Jericho and Takeshita? Jericho tapped him so out clean. Now? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Clean. It, Why weren't it, they advertising that on AEW? Nobody taps out to the walls of Jericho. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I don't know why he tapped out. I don't know why they didn't advertise it. I, I'm not very happy because I've also said, like, if I'm talking favorite wrestlers in AEW, Swerve's up there, Joe's up there, and Takeshita's up there. And I would talk about him more, but he's never on the show. He hasn't been on the show since he beat Omega Clean in a singles match. But he'll lose to Jericho Clean. Who, okay. Who would you rather have Takeshita lose to, Clean, Omega or Jericho? I don't think that's a hard question to answer. No, no. There is no shame Maybe in, they didn't... in losing to uh, to Omega. Yeah. <laughs> Will Osprey lost to Omega at the beginning of the year. Does anyone talk about that except for it was a good match? Yeah, it was a phenomenal match. Who cares who won? It was amazing. <laughs> So yeah, I'll 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 move on it because the next match was pretty entertaining and that brought the show back mostly. So, but that's kind of I I don't know why they dedicated so much time to this. I will say when Don Callis started talking about big wrestling families, I really wanted him to end with the McMahons. I feel like that would get a big boo, no matter <laughs> what. And it like even if you're booing at Don Callis, you're booing at the McMahons. Doesn't matter. It would have been a little bit. A little bit heat more is fire. Heat, heat yeah. is heat. Maybe that's too far. Uh, who are the two giants that Don Callis retired? Remember that? And he's going to have Will Hobbs retire a third for him. I want to. I, I want to look that up. I'm not sure. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I remember that? that. I was wondering, did he say he retired them or he outlived them? <laughs> for sure i thought retired okay but uh or ended their career or something along that that those lines uh but yeah before the main event we get a quick uh backstage with lexi nair and ftr uh not a whole lot of information on this uh they've got one focus now they're talking about 
winning the AEW tag titles for a third time. They don't care who they have to go through. And yeah, they call out Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of uh, crucial information in that interview, but uh, yeah, we're definitely getting that eight-man tag at the pay-per-view. Uh, next up, we've got our main event, Lance Archer, uh, The Righteous, which are Vincent with Jake the Snake, versus Adam Copeland, Sting, and Darby Allen. Uh, yeah, this match got me pumped. Like seeing Adam Copeland with Sting, like that—that's that's a holy shit moment for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, big deal. Uh, yeah, Chandler, what do you? Uh, how do you feel about seeing Adam Copeland uh, settling in in AEW? Funny you should mention that because it's still like I was there at Wrestle Dream with you guys when he debuted. It still doesn't feel real. Like hearing Metalingus seeing edge adam copeland but he is edge so it's it's still unreal uh and i was kind of thinking like isn't it a little lame that the first like just thinking the first pay-per-view match for adam copeland since his debut is a trios match like oh whatever but it's like no this is huge this is sting's retirement tour this is one of his last big matches he's going up against his former best friend like there's a lot riding in on this like before this match tonight, I wasn't really looking forward to the six-man tag at uh, uh, full gear, but the way they handled this match, it got me really excited, and now I'm really looking forward to Darby and Sting and Adam all teaming up together. But what did you think, Chad? Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I'm definitely way more pumped than I was for it like a week ago. Uh, I thought the in-ring story was good. Um which it's my favorite form of storytelling is when they still tell the story in the ring of, um, you know, are these three going to gel? Because, you know, there's the uh, old adage that, you know, uh, a good team will always beat a group of good individuals. Uh, And you sort of saw them start as a group of individuals. And by the end, they were a good team. So uh, it was a cool little story. And then uh, they tied Christian back in at the end there and, uh, yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this now. Um, yeah, I think for um, for what it is, it'll be a very good match. Uh, Dave, I know I know you are the the Sting super fan of the group. Uh, do you have any more thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I mean, it just served to get everyone pumped for the pay per view. Um, seeing them actually team together for the first time was just phenomenal. Like they were in sync, uh, doing moves, you know, in tandem and, and, uh, you know, great, great tag team mechanics going on. Uh, yeah. Kind of getting into the match here. Uh, I really like Dutch. He, uh, looking really strong he really reminds me of uh the big boss man uh which is a cool retro back for me uh at one point lance archer goes for his top rope strut but darby allen slaps his hand away and tags in sting for a hot tag 
Sting clotheslines Archer out of the ring. And then we get picture in picture where uh, Sting basically manlanced Archer through the entire picture in picture, uh, which I watched every second of. Uh, eventually, we get a triple teaming on Sting. They try to isolate him. We get a, uh, I'm not going to call it a hot tag. I'm going to call it a lukewarm tag to Darby Allen. The crowd really uh, didn't pop hard for that tag in from him. Um, Darby goes for a code red, but uh, a code red on Vincent. But it was, this is really cool. Dutch came up and did a running lariat while Darby was on Vincent's back, like in the middle of the code red and just hit him with a lariat. I love that. That was awesome. Perfect timing. Uh, Darby gets beat down during the second break. Uh, we finally get actual hot tag uh, from Darby Allen to Adam Copeland. The uh, arena loses their shit when he tags in. Adam Copeland cleans house, throws Vincent on the outside onto Archer and Dutch, and then he dives onto all three men out of the ring. We get Darby Allen hitting Archer with a coffin drop onto the outside. Uh, my favorite moment of the night right here, Sting and Copeland hit a scorpion death drop elbow drop combo to Dutch. Uh, we get a stinger slash to Vincent, a spear to Vincent from Adam Copeland for the win. Uh, yeah, feel good moment, good win. Uh, and then what do you know? We get Christian Cage's music hitting. Out comes Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Uh, we get a little stare down. Uh, really funny moment. We get Nigel McKinnis, uh emulating the, uh, it's stinging, but doing, it's Christian, <laughs> when he comes out. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Sting is the goat. That fucking guy. He can he can still go. He still got it. <laughs> um, actually, John Cena's the goat. Uh, I only say I that. So. so John Cena's been back for like two months. He just left because the writer strike's over or the actor strike is over. But WWE with them and their buzzwords has been calling him the greatest of all time this entire like run of his so i think they're trying to scrub rick flair out and john cena's it he's the greatest of all time so i don't believe it but i had to jab it in there yeah 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 i'm surprised they didn't try to shoehorn another world title on cena while he was there because isn't he about ready to break flair's uh record he's tied with him he needs one more and i for the longest time, I've been a Cena fan since I was a kid. He is one of my favorite wrestlers. Up until about this run that he's had this year, I would have said, yes, 100%, he should win one more title and break it. But now that I've seen his quality of matches and seen that he can't go anymore, he should not win a world title. So I think it's gone. It's like the undertaker and sting match that people wanted for years and it could have happened a couple times and you got really really close but we just something fell through couldn't do it 
So I think we've missed the ball, and we I'm I've Pat I've given up. And I think they're going to have Charlotte Flair break the world title record. You have to admit, though, uh, John Cena and the Firefly Funhouse match that was goaded. Oh, I loved it! Like I, literally this year is. Did you watch his WrestleMania match against Austin Theory this year? Yeah, yeah, I did. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. No. Yeah, so, no, he's he's basically become um like a parody of himself. Like there's you know, he there's I think part of it is he's physically can't do it. Also, I think he probably thinks he shouldn't because he also has an acting career to worry about. And if he gets injured, that puts that stuff on hold too. I mean, WrestleMania 29, uh The Rock got injured in his main event match with uh John Cena. That delayed the Hercules movie that he was filming yeah. around the time. Cost the studio were. hundreds of thousands or millions yeah. because he got injured in the match. So, you know, there was a time where I wanted him to do it. That time has passed. But back to AEW, that's enough John Cena for now. Um, for me, it felt like this is how the match at Full Gear can go with it being a big buildup to Adam Copeland's hot tag. They're probably going to have him immediately when they get to that hot tag go against Christian so yeah and look at all the generations they're gonna have in the ring at once sting all the way to nick wayne and everything in between that's what four five generations of wrestlers in the ring at once you could like yeah because you have i would say four because you have sting and that like i don't know what you call it like rocking era of wcw you have edge and christian being a little bit of attitude area but like mostly that ruthless aggression area then you got, I don't know what Luchasaurus did before AEW, but we're going to say AEW is the most he's ever done. So then that's that early AEW of Darby Allen and Luchasaurus. And then this new AEW of Nick Wayne, like that's something I hadn't thought about, but that is a lot of cross-generational talent in this one yeah, match. It's a lot of perspectives. Like it's, you know, it's almost a passing of the torch. Uh, Yeah. Part of a retirement tour. Like it's a lot of shit going on. And uh yeah i i'm super excited to see how they approach how they approach this match and what the in-ring work is going to be like yeah now that you bring that up it makes me even more excited how are you feeling dave i'm pumped uh yeah i want to get the most out of sting that i can in the last uh, few months he has um yeah, I've got a couple cool uh, statistics for uh, the pay-per-view uh, that are kind of cool here involving some of the talent. But uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the pay-per-view. Uh, we've got, what, one Dynamite and a Collision before the pay-per-view? Speaking oh, of that, I thought, I thought they weren't doing a Collision because it's, it's a Saturday pay-per-view, so they're doing the pay-per-view in lieu of Collision, aren't they? It's going head to head with SmackDown. Damn. Collision. Yep. Wow. Friday Night Wars back, baby. Uh, uh, are we gonna have any more okay. Tony Khan meltdowns on Twitter or X or whatever? I it hope is? not. <laughs> we could. We could. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Let's get into our uh, our high point, low point for the episode um my high point for the night was uh specifically that scorpion death drop 
elbow drop combo from Sting and Adam Copeland to Dutch. Uh, seamless tag team cooperation right there. Uh, loved it. And then my low point is Paul White. Like, he just stands there and looks mean. Like, he's not doing anything. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really looking. I mean, I can see why they didn't put him on the pay-per-view. Uh, but, yeah, man, I don't know. If we weren't the only people talking on the internet about his, like, crooked legs when he was standing there, you know, it did not look natural. And I'm worried for the man. So, yeah, that's my high point, low point. How about you, Chad? Uh, for me, um, I'll start with my low point. Uh, Statlander, I don't know. She just, I, th- I think they didn't need her. You need that segment. She didn't seem like she was either into it or just had her, was prepared to for it, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, just um, I felt like I could have done, done without that segment. Uh, high point for me was uh, Roddy and Darius. Uh, they both went for it. It was a great match. Um, that running up the turnbuckles into a Pele kick was kind of mind blowing. Uh, it was good to see Roddy, uh, kind of like, like we were talking about last week. Um, which I did have a question written down that I never to get to it. Um, so before Roddy went into the undisputed era in NXT, his reputation was great wrestler with no personality. Um, I think he's kind of recovered from that from that take, uh, specifically with his work in AEW. I don't, would you guys be inclined to agree? Hundred percent. I mean, I didn't watch him in NXT, so I don't really know, but I do remember that where he had he was a blank slate. He could wrestle anybody, kind of like Dean Malenko in a way, where he can wrestle anyone, but can't cut a promo to save his life, and maybe just have him be a bitch. It's really funny. He he nails it, and then he kills it in the ring what do you think dave i mean yeah like he's got tons of personality i feel now like uh yeah i think he uh he's well on his way to recovering from that (laughs) yeah for sure yeah uh really cool episode of collision i didn't do my high and low i'll make it quick uh so this is hard to decide uh I can't pick Dalton Castle, even though I want to. I'll have to go with Roderick Strong, specifically the sell to get out of the wheelchair and the build up. And then as soon as that match is over, he's calling for the neck brace. Uh, hilarious. And then low point. I mean, I don't want to steal your bolts because it's either Chris Statlander or Paul White for me. So I'll go with the more egregious one because at least Chris Statlander can wrestle. I don't think Paul White can. If this was a like, half decent segment maybe it would have ended with Hobbs spine busting him through a table or power bombing him through a table that would have been a big visual but I genuinely don't think that that Paul White can take that I don't think he can take that bump so that's all they can do is have this awkward stare off so nope that's got to be the worst thing from the show yeah um and with that being said, like the low points aren't like deal breakers for the episode. So 
Uh, one awkward backstage yeah. segment and one awkward end of a squash match isn't a bad match. Yeah, I mean, in, look a, at, in a two-hour show, what's that? Maybe two minutes of programming tops? Yeah. Look at the opener. Yeah. Look at the main event. I mean, both fantastic matches. Fun little bits sprinkled all throughout. It was a good match of collision. A good show. Cool. All right. That about wraps it up for our Collision 11 11 2023 review. Make a um, wish. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, hit that bell. Everything helps. Uh, we uh, are really enjoying doing this. Uh, the critical thinking involved in what we're doing with this is just such another level for me having to like do 3d chess in my brain to figure out why things are happening or where i want things to go or uh little backstage details that you know may have to do with things and dirt sheets rumors it's all fun like doing all this stuff like i don't know about youtube but i feel like i should have been doing this years ago <laughs> uh just yeah, spark have... but uh... you wanted me to do this years ago i would have unironically said book stardust to win the wwe championship i'm not that dumb anymore so i think i'm at a decent spot now i mean i'm not against that <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. He wasn't built strong enough. I, w- I would have just said, have him win the Rumble. Have him win the Rumble and he'll win the title. So I think I'm a bit better at this now. Yeah, a little no. bit more critical thinking. Yeah, I definitely, uh, it turned it in from like, it's always been a passion of mine, uh, but it turned out something that um, on Wednesdays, I come home, eat pizza, sit on the couch and kind of passively watch the show to something that it's like i definitely consume it a lot differently now uh which is i don't know it's a good thing i definitely um i appreciate everything that goes into it so much more now because you know you think about like things like booking decisions and the athleticism and it's it's a crazy um amount of uh crafts and witchcraft and artistry that goes into all this that you don't really think about until you start having to think about it do you two have anything else you want to add to this episode? Uh, okay, I got one thing. Maybe you'll explain it. It was weird that Andrade came out with a mask and then took it off immediately. What's that all about? It's what he does. It's just what he does? Well, he- uh, Going further yeah. back, it's actually um, he, a commentary on his like Lucha background because he is... Uh, is or was a lucha wrestler that really embraced american culture and there there is that actual pretty big story behind it i can't remember the exact specifics of it but um, i do remember when he first got signed by wwe and nxt it was a big deal that they unmasked him and it like you know it's a joke that a lot of those luchadors aren't pretty under the mask and they were like oh you're beautiful yeah we're gonna push you to the top so i remember that so maybe it's like some commentary on that i don't know but other than that good show uh it was building a lot getting me excited for the pay-per-view yeah Yeah. Uh, speaking of which stay tuned uh if you're still watching now thank you uh uh, like share subscribe again and uh coming up in the next uh day or two you'll we'll be doing a predictions episode so uh 
stay tuned for that. I think it's going to be fun. And uh, I think we're going to put some stakes on the line, maybe like a uh, hot sauce challenge or something. Sounds good. Oh, I got one more thing too. Uh, Chad, where can our listeners find us on uh, audio only platforms? Oh, that's right. I've been slowly pumping these out, um, getting all the technical stuff figured out. Uh, currently, we are on Apple, Spotify, and Podbean, and I'm going to keep um, adding more as we go, so keep your eye out for that. Um, so, yeah, whatever your favorite audio platform is, uh, we'll be there. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. We're on Spotify now. Uh, SoundCloud in the mix, dropping some beats. Oh, yeah. I don't even think you can do podcasts on SoundCloud, but that'd be fun. Cool. All right. Fun episode, gentlemen. Uh, everyone out there, thank you for joining us and check us out for a full gear 2023 prediction video coming out soon. Have a good one. Bye bye. Peace.